Well, very good to see everybody here this morning. We've got a new year. It's already been stated. And, you know, I'm like Brother Chris. I'm not too much on New Year resolutions because they're usually <laughs> New Year's hypocritical statements. But he is right. We do need all to strive for a better citizenship, a better uh, Christian life, and that certainly involves serving others. And uh, thankful for that. Thankful that you're here this morning. And uh, I'm still in for the our Sunday school lesson, I'm still in John chapter 17. John chapter 17, if my memory serves me correctly, and sometimes it doesn't, this is, I've been in this chapter five weeks, but <clears throat> I don't mind that. I don't think that's uh, uh, something to be uh, running from, I like to get the scripture, what it says, to who it's talking about, from where it's coming from, and what it's dealing with. And so, but uh, let me say, uh, if you turn to John chapter 17, while you're turning there, it's good to have everybody here this morning. Amen. Good to see you back, and the Lord's given us a beautiful day, and it's uh, Pastor Bell already said, look out, the Polar Express is coming. These smart men on the, on the Weather Channel says. So it's going to get cold, I think, if the Lord lets us stay here a few more days. But I'm, I did want to say it's good to see all of you here and hope and pray that, uh, hope and pray the Lord will bless you today. I think that he's endowed me with a message this morning that if you're saved, I, I hope that it'll put a new step in your, in, in, your, in your walk. And if you're lost, I hope it'll make you want to be saved worse than anything that there is to be offered. Now, not because I'm a good teacher, I'm not. Not because I'm a good speaker, I'm not. But I got a good Savior, <laughs> and he left us some good words. And he left us some promises, and I want to get to them today, I think, if the Lord will let me, and, uh, and I hope that you'll stay with me. Now, I plan, if the, if the Spirit don't cut me off, I plan on doing quite a bit of reading. So I hope you got your Bible ready. Uh, John 17, if my memory serves me correctly, I got down to verse 21, and... Uh, I'm going to back up to verse 20 and start. Now, let me remind you, this is Jesus praying to the Father. And he mentions some things in here, let me remind you of, that like, it would be like you talking to uh, your spouse or, or, your, or your, your parent or your, or your child. It's very intimate from a standpoint of, uh, uh, you and I know this, other people don't know it. And you've got to take it that way. Right. 
If you get in this, and, and a lot of people do it, and I've done mentioned it, they try to get in the mind of God. You can't do that. What Jesus and God knows, uh, 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 we haven't even imagined. I'll get into that if I can. All right? All right, let's do verse 20, okay? Neither pray I for these alone, but for them which shall believe on me through their word. Now, I said yet last week, I'm going to say again, the, the God's people is, uh, is, is a, a lineage of faith. Lineage of faith. Now, Abraham's kids did not go over to uh, uh, a foreign country to get God's truth. See, Abraham's kids depended on their lineage to keep their faith going. Something was said a while ago about Baptists. Baptists keep Baptists going. See? Through their word. Boy, I could chase a rabbit there, but I can't. I don't have time. And All right, verse 21. That they may all be one, as thou, Father, are in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one even as we're one, and I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world, O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. I have declared unto them thy, love, thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I, and, and, and I in them. I want to take the lesson most of this morning from verse 24. Verse 24, let me read it again. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. To me, that is one of the most important verses in the New Testament. You say, well, I don't see anything there. It's his will. His will. What, what was Jesus' will? All that the Father gave him would be with him. Right. Now we're going to try to expand that this morning. Jesus Christ, if you're saved, puts you in his will. Amen. Do you understand what a will is? It's all that the Father gave him. is his. And, and, and he puts you in his will? If you're saved, see, I sang a song once in a while, a man on the cross put me in his will that I could still go free. He did, didn't he? You say, now, I want to I wanna try to cover, if I got time, I want to try to, many promises in Christ, but I want to try to cover about four of them today. Turn with me, if you will, to Hebrews 10 and, and verse 15. 
Hebrews 10, verse 15. What are you mentioning, Mr. Pollard? I want to mention what happened when he gave, put us in his will. Hebrews 10. Your sins are forgiven. Amen. Hebrews 10, uh, verse 15. Wherefore, the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. Hold it. Is the Holy Ghost a witness to you? I. Huh? Holy Ghost is a witness unto her, for after that he had said before, this is the covenant I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws in their hearts, and in their minds will I write them, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. All right. Has God remembered your sins no more? Huh? Really? Really? I mean, hey, we, we come up sometimes about about half open on that. But your sins are forgiven if you've been born again. Now let me say, and I say this as your friend, if you haven't been born again, your sins haven't been forgiven. And, and, and it's going to be negative for you in eternity. Very, very negative. See? So you need to get your sins forgiven. Jesus Christ died on Calvary to pay your sin debt. He paid my sin debt. And God said, if you believe on my son, I'll forget what a sinner you used to be. And, I, and boy, I'm glad of that. Because I sure don't want my sin. I don't even want you to know what I... And I'm sure glad God forgot him. All right. The second thing I want to present, that's a pretty good deal, ain't it? Ain't that a good deal for people? Gets their sins removed. Okay. The next one I want to talk about, uh, turn with me to John 11. John 11, I want to talk about death. I want to talk about death. John 11, chapter 11, verse 21. John 11, verse 21. Now this is when Jesus was going to raise Lazarus from the grave. I want to talk about death. I'm talking about the will he gave us. I'm talking about the will that he put us in. What did that give you? What did that give me? Okay, let's look at it. What did I say? Verse 21. All right. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Now that's what Martha knew. So they already knew there'd be a resurrection. You see? All right. So when Paul went to talking about the, the mystery of it, it wasn't a resurrection mystery. It was that we're going out. See? All right. Let me go on here. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection of the last day. Jesus said unto her, her, I am the resurrection, the life, and he that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Amen. Believest thou this? So what did he give us in his will? I, I think I will go ahead and go to 2 Timothy and, and drive this point home, if you'll let me. 
Second Timothy. Uh, go over there right quick. Second Timothy, chapter one, verse eight. Chapter one, verse eight. And Paul telling Timothy here, "Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, His prisoner." Are you ashamed of His testimony? You're a Christian. I hope not. But be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. But it's now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Are you glad he abolished death? He that believeth in me shall never die. See? And I and, and I know, I know, and I'm not critical here, but I'm just making a comparison. I wondered why I sat back there on that church bench so long before I got saved. With all these good promises, death is going to be abolished, and people won't even come up to the altar and bow down and say, God, my make my Make my will your will. That's what it amounts to. You know why you hadn't got saved? You hadn't turned your will over to Jesus. You want your will. Now your will is going to bring death. But his will will abolish death for you. Do you want that or not? You know, and I know that's a stupid question. Mr. Pollard, of course everybody wants it. Well, the reason you're not in is because... You are an unbeliever. Not because I'm screaming at you, but because the Bible said so. This is God's word. All right? So, so when he puts you in a will, he abolished death. That's a pretty good deal, ain't it? I mean, that's a pretty good deal. All right, the next thing I want, I want you to know that uh, the next uh, the next. Uh, Promise that I that I want you to know is that uh, he gives life. When he gives it, he don't take it back. Look with me to John chapter ten, verse twenty-seven. John chapter ten, verse twenty-seven. Chapter ten, verse twenty-seven. Everybody there. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Now, once you are in the will of God, you can't get out. Now, if you're really in, I'm not talking about having some religion. Brother Chris, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about be born again. Something happened to you that night or that day. Hey, what hit me? See, that's what I'm talking about. If you got that, God said, I can't 
lose you. And I won't say this because it's right. Now, if he, if Jesus Christ wasn't on the right hand of God mediating for me and you, falling from grace would be good doctrine. Because me and you ain't fit right now to go to heaven. We ain't fit to go to heaven. You fit to go to heaven? No. Go to heaven, you got to be perfect. I ain't perfect, and you ain't perfect. Well, if you ain't perfect, you better get into somebody's ears. See, didn't he just say them and me a while ago? Didn't he say that? Okay. There's, there's reason number three. He'll never lose you if you're in his will. Okay? The, 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 the next one I want to talk about, and, I, and I, all of them are very good. But boy, I like this one. Future life. Future life. Would you turn with me to Revelation chapter 21? Revelation chapter 21. Next to the last chapter in the Bible. Now let's turn over because I want us to read this. Future life. If you're in His will. If you're in His will, this is what's coming. This is what's coming. Verse 21, chapter 21. I think I'm going to read it all. If my breath will hold out. <laughs> all right. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Man, it's already good, isn't it? See, it's already good. Now, what's happened here? This earth right here, after we've reigned with Christ a thousand years and gone through the judgments, what the judgment seat of Christ and the white throne judgment, which I hope you don't go there. You don't want to go there. You want to be in this bunch. Okay? And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and they and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and he and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Is that something you desire? Is that something you desire? No pain? No death? I told you a while ago. He abolished death. If you get in this city, you ain't never going to die. Never, 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 never. Okay? Verse 5. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the, be the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. Don't cost you anything. It's free. It's free. He wants to put you in your will, in his will. 
And it don't cost you anything. Okay? He that overcometh shall in he that overcometh shall inherit all things. You believe that? That's what he said. That's what he said. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Now watch it. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. In, what, in all of this that he's talking about, what he's going to give uh, saved people, he stopped and made another appeal. Say, you don't have to be a murderer to go to hell with them. Just be an unbeliever. And you go to hell with murderers, sorcerers, and whoremongers. You see what I mean? All right, next verse. And there came one, there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. All right. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me that, that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. And her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high, had twelve gates, and the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had 12, 12 foundations, and in them the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city and the gates thereof and the walls thereof. And the city lieth four square, and the length as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed. 12,000 furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height are equal. One man said he figured that out and it was 1,500 miles. Now, I didn't figure it, so I just took his word for it. Could you imagine that? City 1,500 miles, 1,500 miles, 1,500 miles. I know, I know we don't, we don't know the details. I'm just reading what he said. I don't know what, I don't know what street number you'll have up there. I don't know. I don't know that. All right, next verse. He measured the wall thereof, 144 cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is of the angel, and the building of the wall of it was of jasper. The city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. The foundation of the wall, the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third a Chalcedony, the fourth an emerald, the fifth a sardix, the sixth sardis, the seventh crystallite, the eighth burial, the ninth a topaz, the tenth a uh, crystal passerius. I don't know if I got that right, but it's, it's a good stone. The eleventh a jathanus, and the twelfth an amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls. 
Every several gate was of one pearl, and the city and the street of the city was pure gold as it were transparent. That sound like some place you'd want to be? Sound like some place you'd want to live? Oh, I want to live there. I want to live there. What did I say a while ago? He put you in his will. He put you in his will. Father, I will that they be with me. Now, when God and Jesus is talking and they make agreement, you think that can be broken? No. Would you like to go to a place like this? Huh? Okay, I read to you a while ago where you're going, if you're not saved. And I'm not trying to be mean to you. I'm trying to warn you. Next verse. And I saw no temple therein, the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. What is a temple? In the Old, in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, what was a temple? It was a place of worship. Right. See? So God, in, there's not going to be a church house there. The total thing is going to be a church house. Amen. A place of worship. Because God and the Lamb is going to be there. They're the temple. Yeah. And the city had no need of sun, neither moon to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And all the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. The kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. Now this is the new earth, not this one, the new one. Okay? And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, nor maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. That seals the deal. That seals the deal. If your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, you'll be here. If you don't get it written in there, you won't be there. That's what he's talking about. Next verse. He showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God, of the Lamb, midst the street of it, either side of the river. There was a tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there was no more curse, but the throne of God, of the Lamb, shall be in it, and his servant shall serve him. And, and, and they shall see his face, his name shall be in their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They, they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto me, These things are faithful and true. Do what? Do what? These sayings, this angel is telling John, these sayings are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the holy prophet sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly be done. Is that a place you'd like to go? Hey, I read it out of the Bible. That ain't, that ain't this old man's words. No wonder Paul said in Corinthians, I have not seen 
Neither hath ear heard, neither hath it in the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. No wonder Paul went up there and got a view of the third heaven and come back and told us about it. All, all that God would let him tell us. And that, and God sent this word. He sent this to the churches, incidentally. Go on and read the rest of that chapter. I'm not going to read it. I don't have time. But he sent it. He sent it to churches. Now, the Old Testament, he sent it to Israel. But he sent revelation to church, the churches. His churches. Not the Methodists, not the Catholics, not them. His churches. Those that believe in being born again. See, not your good works outweigh your bad. No, 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 that won't get you there. You don't have any good works. When God looks at you, see, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not criticizing you. I'm not belittling you. I'm just telling you how it is with God. Now, and 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 did you notice? I hope you did. All these, a, a lot of these songs that we sing. Talk about pearly gates. Talk about the, the, the city hath foundations. Talk about I'll meet you by the river. What river? Hey, the beautiful river of life. See, those, those songwriters, and, and, and I got a feeling that in former days when Christians were under duress and they, that them songs had a greater meaning. Oh, the pearly white city. Oh, I'm going there. Well, you know, man, you don't get too excited. Come on now. I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited about it, but, but, but not like my forefathers were. They were being persecuted. Man, they were on, I want out of here. I want to go in there. And, and this is the thing about it is, folks, this is not a fairy tale. This is not Disney. This is not Disney. This is what God said. See? We got lots of songs, and those, those songwriters, some of them inspired to write. And, and I'm astonished at how many songs were written with reference to these two chapters. See? And so, I, and so I'm just saying today that uh, if you've been born again, God has got these promises for you. And, and, and uh, uh, the, the things that we see here, I mean, <clears throat> straight of gold, <laughs> straight of gold, now, I think, you don't have to agree with this, that the closest thing that ever come to this was when Solomon made, was so rich that it said that he had silver was as stones in his kingdom. It does say that. But, but here, the cheap, it looks to me like the cheapest thing up there is gold. I mean, it's pretty, it's upside of other, Upside of other things that we have, uh, paving's pretty cheap, ain't it? Huh? Well, I just so God just paved streets up there with gold, real gold, real gold, not not part gold, 
just the real gold. So, so I'm saying to you, if you've been born again, these are the promises. These are the promises that God gave. God gave His people. If you if you're born again, uh, uh, He gave you. And let me let me just. Uh, I'm about out of time, but let me just hurriedly, if I can, go over them. And in and, and summary, if if you are born again, now let me let me stop right there. Born again don't mean joining the church. Born again don't mean uh, I've turned over a new leaf. Born again don't mean none of that. Born again means with the heart man believeth. See, now the Bible said, not me, the Bible said we were born in sin. The Bible said by one man sin entered the world and death by sin. So according to Adam's nature, me and you are children of wrath. But if we get born again, like Jesus said in John chapter 3, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have what? What I read to you. What I read to you. Straight to go. Walls of Jasper. I'm going to tell you again because I'm just jumping up and down this morning about it. This is real stuff. This is not Disneyland. It's real. And we Christians have kind of gone to sleep on the switch. Man, I'm excited about going there. And, 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 and we, what did we read in 2 Timothy? Paul said, if you've been born again, God will abolish death for you. That's astonishing. That's astonishing. Just think, just think. If you are a Christian, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about born again. And God has put his spirit in, the, in your heart to let you know it. You'll never die. Now, now the world don't believe that. Some of y'all don't believe it. No, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just saying, why don't you become a believer? It's easy. See? Of course, that's hard for you. Your, your, it's hard for your will to die. It's hard for you to give over to Christ. But that's what it's going to take. And can I say this to you? If you don't take him as your Savior, God classifies you as an unbeliever. Not me. I'm telling you what he said. Didn't I read it a while ago? Believers will have their part in the lake of fire with murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers. Didn't he say that? I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Don't get mad at me. I'm just, I'm just a mailman. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't uh, create your bill. I just brought you the, I just, I just brought you the, the mail. But it's true. It's true. You cannot go see that city except you trust Christ 
as your Savior. And you can't, and you can't fake it because God knows the heart of all. See, God knows my heart. God knows your heart. And you're not going to fake it. You might fool a pastor, but you can't fool God. So I just wanted to say to you that thank you for listening to me. I know I got beside myself. And I, I got beside myself because it's something to get beside myself over. Man, I'm an old man. It's about over for me down here, I figure. Now, God hasn't sent me a sign or nothing. I don't mean that, but, you know, a man lives as long as I did. Uh, uh, that's a blessing in a way. And, uh, but you know what? I'm going to a better place. Man. And I wouldn't, know, I, would, I wouldn't know how to describe it to you any better than what I read. Now, my motive this morning was to get me and you more excited about being a Christian if you are a Christian. And if you're not a Christian, my motive was to persuade you according to the gospel. Tell God, I'm lost. I need a Savior. God, show me what to do. And listen to the preacher. Nobody gets saved without preaching. See, how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? See, preachers are sent to warn you to flee the wrath to come. Not because we don't like you. I do like you. But, but I wouldn't tell a friend uh, that was about to get in a car loaded with dynamite, yeah, it's safe, go ahead and get in it. I wouldn't tell you that. I'd say, no, 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 don't get in that, it'll blow up. That's what I'm telling you about life without Christ. It'll blow up. See? Okay, brothers and sisters, thank you for listening to me. I'm praising God this morning. Oh, I mean, there's some good things ahead. So you hang in there. If you, if you know him, like Brother Chris said in his devotion, determined to do more. All right. Thank you. Thank you, visitors, for being with us.